0: <laughs> Welcome back to another Lander podcast. Oh, you that's oh, me. That's, <laughs> there was a little warble there, my friend. That is not the compression. That is me. My throat is getting a little raw. It has been a little while since well, I've yelled been into a microphone. One week. Uh, it's one, week since one week. One week. One week. One week. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro, welcome back. It Thank has you. indeed been one week since you looked at me. Uh Well, you know, ish. ish. We did some uh, streaming. We had some other recordings. Doesn't count.
2: Doesn't count. Not for this show.
0: We are back. We were on a break last week. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I uh, hope that, if they caught that. Never been a better podcast. That was a lot of fun. That was uh Austin and Dan, I think, on the first one there. So we are back, though, and ready to go. We got some video games out of the gate here. But first, take a sip of my water. But first, my camera has frozen again.
1: He is taking a sip of his water. His camera has frozen. I can confirm.
0: Uh, But first, let me tell you a little something about um, that I didn't realize about kids playing baseball. Uh Oh. Oh, my gosh. It's I went to my son had a baseball game. His first baseball game ever. Let's say Uh, he's 11. Uh, Baseball, 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 straight up baseball, baseball. Kids are pitching. Kids are catching, kids are hitting, kids are outfielding. No softball,
1: no just nope. the, the works. Just,
0: just baseball, baseball. Uh, pitching from what I assume is the pitcher's mound. I don't know that much about baseball, so when I looked at the field, it looked like they were standing on the pitcher's mound, but I don't know if that mound is closer or not. Here's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, it was, I'm going to say 60%, maybe 50% to be generous, the catcher caught the ball after a pitch, right? It didn't get away from the catcher, Right. right? But they allowed stealing on a wild pitch. Is that what you call it? A wild pitch? I don't know. Uh yeah. If if the, it's a catcher dropped it. So the bases would get loaded almost immediately because, you know, throwing a strike is hard and the pitches were kind of all over the place. And so, so this every, is not
2: pitching machine. This is a kid pitching. This is a kid pitching.
0: Okay. So, and like I said, every other pitch, the ball would get away from the catcher. So somebody would be on first, they'd be on third, the next, you know, next at bat. Um. There was a lot of five-run rule, uh, end of the inning. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, because people were just getting walked in at some point. Uh, but then, then you'd have a, then you'd have a stretch where it was like three up and three down. Like somebody was just throwing hot fire, or somebody was like just swinging. It was kind of all over the place. But I feel vindicated, vindicated, uh-huh. because I told my wife, I said, "Listen, we're going to a baseball game. You need to, my daughter's coming too." you need to bring something to do uh because you are just going to stand there and there's a lot of downtime and she was like yeah they oh, haven't put well. the pitch
2: clock in little league yet so <laughs>
0: not yet uh so immediately my daughter was bored and was like when can we go i was like you would need to bring something and my wife was like when uh, how long do these go and i was like oh oh they go oh you don't oh.
2: understand oh you oh, don't they- know
0: <laughs> they so we were kind of relieved at the fifth inning when they're like last inning uh, <laughs> Did they just decide that on the last spot? Call? They, they might have just. It was like the game started at six. Uh, the game didn't end until about eight twenty, eight thirty. It was about the fifth inning. Um, it was intense. It was fun to watch. I enjoyed watching it. But listen, uh,
2: man, I played catcher in little league. Yeah, sounds like you had some shitty catchers.
0: It's, I mean, it's tough. I'm going to say it's these tough. kids
2: are not very good at catching.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think these children how, how you, should stop catching. How do you know if it's not the pitcher? You know, pitchers thrown way outside over their heads. Well, it sounds like
2: you got shitty pitchers, too. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. wasn't a good pitcher. That's why I played catcher.
0: Yeah. I think they can only throw a certain number of pitches and then they... Um, they make them rotate out because they're kids and don't want to throw like, yeah, you don't need a
2: 10 year old with a torn rotator cuff, you know, <laughs> just like sitting in the
0: hot tub with ice. I'm on 11 years shoulder. old and I've had Tommy
2: John surgery.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but it was fun. I felt bad also for my son who is in like deep right field, kind of at some point watching him by the third inning, just like doing eh. circles out there, you know, get, he, at least he's getting some fresh air. Yeah,
1: did he, did he, did he catch any?
0: Nothing. Nothing, nothing made it there, his man. way. Nothing made it out it's,
1: there, man. Okay. Yeah. I was, well, I was going to ask, were there any homers? But I think you just answered that.
0: Uh, no. Most. I think most everybody got walked in. Um. And then uh, the score was, I think, six to five at the end. So when I say there were a lot of five-run rule, there was one five-run, two five-run rules, but it was only a five-inning game.
2: Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So it was so. one one particularly hi- hot and uh-huh. heavy eat inning first, for each team. F- f-
0: yep. First inning and last right. inning, and then uh, that was kind of it. But, uh, I don't know
1: why why a real ass baseball strikes me as a little too hardcore for kids of that age. Like, um,
2: what
1: what is inside a baseball? Why did they make baseballs like that? That seems like
2: a I don't know. I mean, it connects with the bat well. You know, that's hard. that's why. Yeah, they're hard. I'm trying to think yeah. when we made the switch when I was in Little League, and I'm pretty sure like as soon as I joined Little League, it was just real baseballs. So, like it, it moved from softball to real baseball.
0: They have uh, they have these uh, kind of more rubber, same size, same weight balls that I, I bought to um, throw, <laughs> throw around the backyard a bit without smashing through a window. Also, I don't know if I told this story. I don't think I did. I was playing um, catch with the kids, my daughter and my son and my daughter. Uh, I was like, let's use a real baseball uh, to play. And my daughter was like, I don't want to get hit by a baseball. I was like, you're going to be fine. Don't worry. Like, next throw, bang, right to the the chest. And she was like, she did that thing where she just, for the instant it hit, she just looked at me and was staring daggers and then was like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, I'm so mad right now. Now the pain is overtaking the anger. (laughs) Yes. Um, You
1: when you... When you get slammed in the chest with a rubber covered cork core, which is then wound uh-huh. tightly with yarn and covered with alum leather. Uh-huh. I can see how one might react that way. Yes,
0: you you know, that's what be, they always say. To be fair, I wasn't like it wasn't like a ninety mile an hour pitch. You know, I was I was kind of lobbing them in, but you know, she was definitely aware of it. It still also, hurt. It still hurts. Um and uh my son wears a chest guard for baseball, which I didn't know was a thing that existed. Uh, so he, somebody had told him, one of his friends had told him they have chest guards and he got it in his head that he needs a chest guard. Cause if he gets hit in the, hit in the chest with the baseball, wow. his, it's, his heart would stop. I don't know. I mean, I did, I, I
2: wore that when I was a catcher. I did yes. not get one elsewhere and no, I this probably is like needed an, <laughs> one because I definitely got fucking beamed with a pitch straight in the goddamn dome at least once. Oh wow. I was but wearing a helmet, helmet but let me yeah. tell you right now that helmet did not do enough because yeah. they were using pitching machines. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, not like 100 mile an hour fastball pitching machines, but fast enough.
0: I, I walked by a couple of other fields or like three other fields. One was, um, one was like, it must have been women's softball. And I love softball because the pitching looks so wild. I like, I watch softball all day, just like that, that kind of Looney Tunes style wind oh. up on a softball pitch. Uh, and that was a lot of fun to watch. And then there was another team. I was playing, and they all had face guards on. Like they had like almost like um, not full hockey style. I think a lot uh, of
2: college teams will use full face guards when people are batting. Yeah, okay,
0: because yeah. I'd never seen it before, and so uh, I was like, that, that made me think like, Do my kids wear a face guard. But then I realized nobody's hitting the ball ever. Um. I think the women's softball, the the pitcher had one, but that was it. Like, yeah. And that makes sense because if you're going to, that thing comes at you as the pitcher. You know, oh yeah, if you take that shit full
2: front in the face, you are going to have a giant dent in your face. Oh
0: man, yes. Anyway, yeah, you're right.
2: They should just abolish baseball. It's too dangerous. Base-
0: baseball, the world's most dangerous sport. Yeah, um, now football. Football, just take all the pads No problems off. there. Nope. Uh, but that was, that was interesting. I got to, I th- was trying to explain to my wife who was sitting there for these five innings being like, it, it was kind of chilly out too. I had gotten chilly again. It was like 50 degrees or so. I was like, you know, it's supposed to be kind of warm and it's just supposed to sit and relax and, and watch a, yeah. a, a kind of springtime, you know? Yes. And just, and she was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I get it. I was like, yeah, you're kind of supposed to eat hot dogs or drink beer and just like chill out for a couple of hours. It's Have a nice, not really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Baseball's back, baby. There's a lot of sports happening right now. Basketball, hockey playoffs all going at once. There's two alternate football leagues going at the same time for the first time. How is that going? Bad.
1: Wait, what's the other one this time?
2: Well, there's the XFL and then the USFL is also going at the same time. What? Yeah. So if you want to watch two different bad football leagues right now, you have that option in front of you. And then baseball is also back. So.
1: is Vince McMahon still involved with one of those? No, The
2: Rock bought the rights to the XFL from okay. Vince McMahon, so he is no longer involved. Uh, okay. It is still wrestling related, though, as far as I know, most of the innovations uh, of old XFL are no longer around.
1: Okay. I, 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 I am close to, I'm close to the end of Tales from the Territories. Okay. That guy seems like an absolute motherfucker.
2: Oh, you haven't like, even seen it, man.
1: Like, I, obviously, the more recent sexual harassment and and various other wrongdoing more recently, but even, like, going back 40 years. Yep. Like, the most, just the most despicable business practices, like, strong-arming people out of business, essentially, not paying people. Just,
0: God,
2: dude. If you want to really kind of get into the depths of it, and we'll, we'll get into video games here in a second, um, but <laughs> if you really want to get into the depths of it, uh, again... Dark Side of the Ring is where the real dark business lives, and in particular, you should watch the Jimmy Snuka episode, because if you want to know how Vince McMahon allegedly covered up a murder, wow. you should probably watch that episode. Okay.
0: Okay, what if I don't want to know
2: that? Then don't watch that episode.
0: Did they? Okay. This is a can of worms question. Uh-huh. Did they sell the WWE?
1: Yes. Oh. Wait did they I thought that the ru- I thought that the, the rumor was going around and then I thought that that didn't actually happen.
2: So a couple weeks ago, Wait. it did in fact happen, and they're describing it more as a merger, uh, but it is being bought by the company that owns UFC. Oh, huh so they wow. are now I part com- of the same entity.
0: I completely missed that. Okay. So it's UFC wWE
2: I mean, I, know, I, I forget what the name of its endeavor or some some dumbass okay. corporate name like that.
0: Not just a bunch of initials. But
2: UFC is its own brand under that banner. Okay. And I guess WWE will be the same. And Vince McMahon is basically like number two at that corporate thing
0: now. What's the guy? Who's the UFC guy? Dana or at least White. the face? Dana White. Dana White. Is, did, is he still part of UFC?
2: Oh, yeah. No. I mean, okay. that dude fucking punched his wife on camera and he's still running the UFC. So Wow.
0: Well. I'm pulling the yep. i pulling the ejected lever now. Dark side of the <laughs> UFC coming to life soon enough. Yeah. Uh, it's only a, it's, a it's almost like all these clock. people fucking suck. I don't know, man. When you talk about these things, I literally just hit a watch to be like, okay, hand. Up. When we used to have some segments on uh, uh, live, I used to have my finger over the button that would be the fade. <laughs> the the, 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 the commercial. button,
1: yeah. <laughs> is, uh, is is Tony Khan cool? At least.
2: Uh, I don't know. It seems like maybe that guy does too much cocaine, but other than that, I don't think he has any (laughs) major problems.
1: That's like pretty small potatoes in the scope of what we're talking about here.
2: Yeah, and again, I'm just going to sprinkle some allegedly on top of that because I don't actually know, but (laughs) by all accounts, he seems like he's at least not a huge piece of shit, but hey, there's still time. It's wrestling. You get there eventually.
1: Um, I I just want to state for the record, I have no intention of watching actual wrestling.
2: Right.
0: I don't it's know, the, man. Uh,
2: you watch enough Dark Side of the Ring, you might change your mind. You might want to I, see I'm, the products that they're talking about, all the fucking human suffering that went into it. I might go watch that after I finish this, and I'm
1: going to watch the Wrestler at some point.
2: Yes, you should.
1: But that's but that's pr- that's going to be the extent
2: of this. Just you should me. also watch Beyond the Mad at some point. Okay. The documentary. All right.
1: You, oh you yeah. expert. Okay. Sure. I'll put it on the list. So just uh, just for the people I keep seeing going. Ah, he's going to start watching any day now. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope.
0: We are going to talk about some video games today. No more wrestling. We are going to talk about uh, uh, Renfield, uh, Bring Your Own Blood. We're going to talk about the Vampire Survivors expansion. We're going to talk about some Minecraft Legends. We're going to talk about some Horizon Forbidden West, the Burning Shores. But first, we have the privilege, the opportunity, the... I ran out of descriptors. The uh, ability to talk about a game that's not even out yet, Brad Shoemaker. Mother of God. Mm-hmm. Almost game, out. game, well you say almost out, there's still time to delay it, Dead Island 2 coming out at the <laughs> time of this recording mm-hmm. in like a day and a half it's, You know, I don't see any cause for delay,
1: it's surprisingly functional What?
0: Tell which, me about Dead Island 2 is, This is going to
1: sound like damning with faint praise, but this game is totally competent and functional and playable It is a video game, you can buy it, and, well you can't buy it yet
2: but. <laughs> You will be able to buy it
1: you will be, you'll be, you will be able to buy this and it seems to work just fine.
0: Uh release date is a- April 21st, we should say.
1: Uh I think I looked this up last time we talked about this and I'm going to have to double confirm when this game was originally announced. <laughs> I think it
2: was 20 wasn't it 2014 something like that. Uh it was somewhere in the neighborhood of when like Dying Light came out, I feel like.
0: Nobody can tell for sure cuz that those stones were cracked when somebody was transporting them mm. to the archive. Okay. Uh, it was that long ago.
1: Yes. E3 2014 is when this game Okay, so this game was announced 9 years ago and has been through 3 development studios. It is a minor miracle that it is coming out at all.
0: This game is older than this game's announcement's older than my kid. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a time oh, I can ask my daughter uh, you know, in the before times, they announced this game. You weren't even born yet. What? Mm-hmm. So, what is going on in Dead so, Island Two? You are. Let's let's get some uh, uh, bona fides here. You yeah. enjoyed Dead Island? Yes, I am possibly the world's biggest Dead Island apologist.
1: <laughs> game's not perfect, but it had some very interesting ideas. It it was one of those games that's very janky, and you're kind of like, how did this get made? But also, like the melee combat was so interesting that I was willing to put up with all the other problems.
2: It had did a it- certain je ne sais quoi shall we say.
1: Like, well, the the melee combat was just more robust than I had really ever seen before. You know, like you could target specific limbs and break them or cut them off on the zombies, and that had obvious gameplay ramifications. You know, it just felt fresh from a melee, first person melee combat standpoint.
0: Was it the one where you hold down the mouse and move the mouse to swing that direction?
1: Yes, I did. I don't think I ever played the PC version. I only played it on console, but it was the okay. same idea, yes, of it had that like advanced mode that yes, you sort of like put yourself in combat mode and then like moved the stick or mouse okay. to swing in that source, I believe is how that worked. It's been a very long time. Does this one have that? No. Oh. No. Oh. So Techland went off and made Dying Light. They made Dead Island 1 and then actually they also made Dead Island Riptide, but then they went off and started Dying Light instead. And even Dying Light kind of got away from that style of combat a little bit. They focused more on parkour. Like, the Dying Light had its own thing going on with the yeah. ramshackle crafted weapons and parkour and day-night stuff. It
2: had some similar flavoring, but it was uh, by a, by and large its own thing.
1: Yeah, like the combat did not have quite that same level of depth, but there was so much other cool stuff going on there that I didn't care. Um, this has neither of those things. Okay. Like the, the melee combat feels a lot more straightforward, and by the numbers here, it is... You can... You, you can kind of aim at heads and <laughs> limbs a little bit, but it just doesn't feel the same. Um, it feels much more centered on just crafting weapons, like basically, hey, I got a blueprint. I can, if I have enough scrap and fuses, or I mean, it's not fuses, but whatever the crafting materials are, I can put electricity on my blade type stuff. Mm-hmm. So, the-
0: yeah, Well, it like kind of in a... Um- uh, Dead Rising feeling, kind way.
1: of, kind yeah. of. It's all very video gamey. You're just collecting generic resources all over the place, wiring, scrap, Duct blades, tape. you name it, and then you find a workbench and you find blueprints that give you. Um, it all, it all just like I know video gamey is like a very generic or vague way to describe something, mm. but like weapons at different rarity tiers have multiple slots on them for it's like oh I can, I can put one mod and two perks on this weapon you know or. Oh, one of the one of the two perk slots is fixed here. It just comes with a perk that can't be changed, but I can swap out the other one. Okay. It's much more like I'm going to go to a workbench and see what slots and green and blue weapons I have and blueprints that I can craft mods for. Like, does that make sense? Yes. I
0: yeah. I mean, in a video game it's, way. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It feels like it feels like the edges have all been sanded down and it's all very straightforward and familiar type stuff. Right. But that makes it a little bit like it plays fine but it's just inherently less interesting to me than a game that was rougher, but but had more going on, or more that I hadn't seen before. What does, is the... Can I guess what you're... Are you going to ask about the tone of the game? Yeah, so I was going to ask yeah. about the tone of the game. Yes, it sticks very closely to that very first reveal trailer. I guess credit to them. They saw the vision through. Okay. Despite there being like three versions of this game out there. Um, it's set in LA, you know, the famous island of Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to call is, it a dead island, which is, which has been overrun by zombies. It's, it's a very lighthearted tone. It, it's much like that reveal trailer of, you know, the jogger on the Santa Monica pier or whatever, and zombies everywhere. It's like, it's trying to be comedic. I don't find it especially funny so <laughs> mm-hmm. far. It's not offensive, but it's just not, I haven't laughed really. At Are there anything. NPCs or like, yeah, there's people a, there's who, NPCs all over okay. the place. You start out, you're on like the last flight out of L.A. of of people being evacuated and your plane crashes. And there's six playable characters that all have different perks and abilities that you pick from on that plane. Plane crashes. You are loose in L.A. You have uh, allied yourself with a famous movie star who is sort of gathering survivors to her compound. Her. You start out in Bel Air. So that first home base is like her kind of just gathering people that are still alive to come hang out in her posh, you know, mansion.
2: Do they play the fresh pins theme at any point? No. (sighs) Okay.
1: They do not. But, uh, but Sam B does show up the, the famous rapper of who do you voodoo fame? Okay. Like he shows up right there at the beginning and it doesn't, it it doesn't feel earned at all. You know, it feels like, Oh, people thought Sam B was really funny from that game, which he was maybe unintentionally. So, or that Mm -hmm. song was ridiculous. So we have to put him in here, and so I—I'm I, not super deep into the game. I'm a few hours in. Um, maybe they'll do more with him, but so far he's just kind of there to help kick off the story and then hang out in that mansion.
0: Is it gory? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a zombie game. I would hope certainly.
1: so. Yeah, there's plenty of blood, you know.
0: Well, they like in that trailer. They also kind of made it seem extremely like um, visceral. You know, like, uh, um uh, was it the trailer where they were like blurring out some of the, the hits and stuff on the heads and like, um, they, or am I thinking of something else?
1: I mean, it's all very cartoonish, so there's nothing okay. like, there's definitely nothing that is like scandalous or anything. It's just like, okay. Oh, this is a very light. It's very colorful. It looks pretty nice. Honestly, I'm playing it on PS five and it runs super well. It's really smooth. Looks is pretty an- good.
0: What do you, it sounds like you are not, it's not doesn't have its arms firmly around you.
1: No, like it. It, it like, it is just a pretty straightforward action RPG open world first okay. person melee game. Okay. Frankly, like it's got, you know, it's got a world map and there are side quests that you, you've got a main quest and side quests as you roam around, there are collectibles and sort of secret like safes and rooms to unlock. If you find the right keys or fuses or whatever, you know, like you roam around and find stuff. I, I I'm still in the first kind of major area uh, which is fairly small. I want to try to get to the next area, maybe before we stream some of this. Is it have Just, parkour? Not really. Okay. You can you can mantle over stuff, but nothing like dying late.
0: Not dying Light, Okay.
1: Um, and it is co op. Like I don't know. I haven't tried co op yet. Maybe we should give that a Two shot. Two player. Uh, I believe it goes up to four. Nice. Oh, interesting. I could be wrong about that. I believe it's four.
0: Any day night stuff?
1: Not that I've seen. Maybe that happens later as you. Okay. Uh, like story or, driven or, or yes, it might be story driven or if, if not, it's extremely slow progression because it's been daytime pretty much the whole way. Okay. Um, like there, there's nothing awful about it. Like it's totally competent. Uh, just nothing mind blowing. about
0: it. <laughs> hey, look, at least it's, if it's competent, then the mind blowing stuff can come later. You know, there's always a chance if it were, if it were hitchy and, and, strung together out of the gate then nobody would give it a chance so yeah that sounds sounds great to yeah. me positive
1: yeah maybe, maybe so i don't know um but just thinking back to like like dead island dying light and even dying light 2 which didn't fully do it for me but they, they all those games at least had ideas mm. that felt like things i hadn't seen before and i don't feel like there's anything so far in this that i have not seen in numerous other games
0: sure and for a game that's been in development for almost 10 years, um, I mean, at least I'm glad to see it is functioning well. You know, yeah. th- this is a game that launched before... Uh, well, when did the PS5 come out? Like, uh, uh, 2020. 2020, so was announced and in development way before... Because you assume it was even in development before it was announced. So.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking at the timeline here. It was at Jaeger first, and then it went to Sumo Digital, but it actually just... They, they formed Dambuster Studios, and, and they, it only... Well, who knows when it transitioned, but they announced in 2019 that it had moved to Dambuster. Okay. Um, After being at Sumo. So, I mean, who knows at
2: this point how much of, like, the original notions of what that game was or even remain in this. Mm.
1: Right. And who knows how much they kept from the previous developers. You know, the game that I'm playing could have been made just in the last four years. It's true. It's true. Um, but, But again, the fact that this is a shipping product that totally works and is acceptable. It's like uh, fairly impressive in its own right.
0: So this is dead Island Two. Uh, I looked up the price on the PS five. It's, it was $70. I don't know if it is also 70 on PC. Uh, might be one of those 60 seventies, the old split. Uh, yeah. And I think it's, I think it's on Epic game store. Is it also yes. on steam?
1: I don't think it's on steam. Yet. $60 on Epic.
0: Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, Dead Island 2 coming out yeah. April 21st. It's Friday. Yeah, it's we'll, a real we'll video s- game.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll probably stream some of it. I'll I'll keep poking at it. Maybe maybe it gets more interesting as you get deeper in.
0: Maybe I could jump but into your game and run around. Possible. I had fun with you in Dead Island or Dying Light. I get them confused very much. Dying Light much. 2
1: is the one we did
0: a while back. Uh,
1: I Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would say it's worth going and grabbing just for that. <laughs> but if you really want to play a zombie action RPG.
0: Never have before. Do I? <laughs> Uh, Dead Island 2, out soon. Uh, before we get to the break, I want to mention Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores so we can get this in uh, before we hit anything that might throw all of our markers out of sync here, uh-huh. like with ad bricks, because there could be some spoilers in here. I'm going to avoid spoilers, but here is your spoiler warning, because this Horizon uh, Burning Shores, uh, the DLC for Horizon Forbidden West, is a post-game DLC. So, while talking about it, I'll be sensitive to spoilers, but there's some stuff I'm just going to talk about. Yes. So again, taking a breath here. Possible spoilers. You might want to just skip over if you're still in the middle of Horizon. So, Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores, takes place immediately after the events of Horizon Forbidden West. It was a little jarring. To hear lance reddick i mean he shows uh, up like right at the beginning of it doesn't he yep he's right at, right at the top um it was like a little sad you know like oh okay um but then you're off you're uh, uh you you <laughs> they set it up i'm not going to spoil what happens in horizon uh forbidden west but it, it li- ends on a cliffhanger right mm-hmm. and so uh lance pretty much is like hey uh, in order to resolve this cliffhanger, you should head to L.A. <laughs>
1: like, oh, the famous island of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. Oh, A.K.A. the Burning Shores, as they call them. Uh, here. Perhaps you've seen Escape um, from L.A. Uh, uh, so uh, there is some information there. Uh, there's also possibly more um, more of the, uh, um, I forget what they're called, The the... Zeno, Zenas, the the people, the, the, the Far Zeniths. Yeah, the well, Far they,
1: they start referring to them just as the Zeniths at some point. I think yes. Far Zenith was the project.
0: So uh, uh, you might you might encounter some more of that stuff over there too. I don't want to give too much away. Um, and so you head over there, and you're immediately over there, and that's where kind of where you start the game. You lose some of your abilities, like let's say some of your traversal mechanics you might huh. have had in the late game. Okay, uh, but you get a boat. At a, okay. a oh well that makes boat. it okay. Yeah. Uh you got a boat and you you hook up with uh, a faction you kind of meet in Horizon Forbidden West, the um uh, Quen, I think they're called. Uh and so there are there are people over there. They're not not the um you know Nora or anybody like that. You meet this faction during Horizon and it kind of narratively makes sense for what's going on here. They you know, they do feel like they're twisting some things to make it all work, but it makes sense. Uh and you get like a new teammate you got like a new partner in crime that you start exploring uh the ruins of LA and you're at that point pretty much horizoning uh the my issue with uh out of the gate here I'm a few hours in is boy they just drop you in the deep end uh i think assuming you just beat the game let's go continue not uh you beat the game almost i don't know a year ago month, months year ago. ago
2: yeah
0: uh And I was like, I don't remember anything. I've got 13 weapons here. I think I know why they're equipped, but I might have just been doing some weird trophy collecting at the end and equipping random stuff. Um, Combined with... I assume I'm going to be replacing everything uh, pretty much immediately, too. So I did just go run to the shops immediately and be like, okay, what are you selling? Because I have all my legendaries that I had at the end of the game. Am I going to be replacing them with better legendaries? Yes, it looks like I am going to be replacing them. Um, The upgrade mechanics in Horizon Forbidden West got a little tedious, because you can upgrade everything, and the material costs actually got a little hard as you started getting into legendaries, because the resources were pretty limited. At least I found it to be a little tedious. So I don't know how much of this I'm going to dive into in terms of getting all new weapons and upgrades for everything. I kind of just want to go fight the monsters and and see the story. And I, I've got I I level capped in for uh, Horizon Forbidden West and got a platinum so i i also got a lot of the story items and and armor and and quests and everything so i'm not sure where they're you know what they're assuming the average player coming into this how much time they spent getting the best armor and the best weapons and all the legendary stuff so i, I don't know if i'm good or not but it has been challenging making my way through some of these uh encounters mostly i think because i have to remember how to play horizon this Go listen to what I said about Horizon or don't. I mean if you play if you're listening to this, you probably know the systems get kinda um top heavy mm-hmm. in that a game. unwieldy yeah um and i kind of have to remember everything again of like okay i'm gonna put frost on this person this uh, this creature and then i'm gonna use my explosive darts on it or uh, uh how does the sticky stuff work or how does acid work what what does fire actually do to a creature oh right it, it purge water you know all of these things it's
1: possibly the busiest weapon wheel i have seen in a game yeah, not, and not not just for the number of weapons you have on there, but then the number of sub abilities you can equip on each of those weapons like it's just a lot to keep up so, with.
0: Yeah, not to not to rehash Horizon, but you do get like uh, you get, you know, I have like 12 different things going on in the wheel, each of which has a different um buff or or, or a, a debuff on it. And then you also get like three alt fires on each thing. Yep. And then yep. you get your you pick and mix, mix and match your valor surge or whatever it is. Um, so I had to just kind of, kind of re reintroduce myself to all of that stuff or reacquaint myself, but I'm getting there. Um, you do wind up getting your traversal stuff back. So don't worry, you will, you know, you will get that stuff back and then you're kind of just off exploring. And every time Aloy is at a crossroads where you talk to an NPC and the NPC is like, here's this mission critical thing. We need to go and save these people. Aloy will do the thing that's like, well, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Or I could go explore for materials, which makes it really seem like the game is like, "Hey, take your time, go off and explore the burning uh, shores and find your upgrade materials." They're, they're going to be there for a while. I should mention this is a twenty dollars DLC. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the scope of this is in terms of narrative content. Uh, I've I've enjoyed the story stuff so far, but it is. A little been there, done that, because you're not getting the introduction to the Far Zenith stuff, which was kind of the big thing in the game.
1: Yeah, the reviews I've skimmed this morning of that thing make it sound like it's basically required playing for the next game.
0: I could see it. I mean, like I I said, you're setting up this cliffhanger.
1: The Video video Games Chronicle Store, I think that's whose review it was, I read that basically described it as a Horizon 3 prologue. Okay. Uh, in terms of how it plays out, which is interesting because the DLC in the first game was very much more of a side story. I don't mm-hmm. know if you played the North for forbidden, that. Forbidden uh, what North. was the, was the frozen wilds? Frozen yes, wilds. It okay. Yeah. That's for, right. for the first game. Um, that game was much more like, yeah, you're in a new area and you're int- It was not a new, a new faction. I think it was the banook that you were just kind of hanging out with more, but it was, it was stuff that fleshed out the world of horizon and, kind of gave some more backstory and like it shot off in a different direction, but it was very much not. You need to play this to play the next game. That's coming. And I bounced like, off of it. I got it sounded,
0: into it and then fell off.
1: Yeah. It, it, it essentially ended like minor spoiler, I guess it kind of introduced another sort of AI. Right. Another was not, core, right. Uh, yeah. Or not even that. I think it was like pre Gaia pre. Oh, pre uh zero dawn project like a more rudimentary ai like weather control system or something like that but point is like it sounds like this is much more central to the core storyline of where they're going the than, setup than is you're, you're, was.
0: you're looking for a way to um engage with this cliffhanger ending right like this this other threat that uh might be uh on the horizon pun intended ah uh-huh. um, i see what you did there yeah so you're i can't imagine- unless it turned into a wet fart by the time you got there, and it's like nope, there was nothing there. I can't imagine um uh, it being a waste of time but it is it is still um horizon you are still uh fighting new uh monsters isn't the right word constructs you know still mechanical animals ranging from the you know <laughs> What I feel like they started introducing more dinosaurs along the way after the Thunderjaw in the first one. Now there's like, you know, all sorts of things. So you get a lot of those. There's like a giant frog in this one. It's cool. It's fun. I'm enjoying it.
1: What does that new area look like design wise? I mean, is it all like sort of black glass, like arid volcanic stuff or.
0: So there's a, there's a decent amount of like lava flow and, and those kind of things, but it's very beachy. It's very, um, sandy, wispy, tropical, uh, looking. Not in the tropical lust foliage you get in uh, Forbidden West. It's more of um sparse beach, like a lot of sand. Okay. Uh, at least a- the areas I've been in. And then, of course, you go inside all of these places, and they have that look of the, the future.
1: Does lava like affect
0: gameplay in any way? You know, I haven't really had too much trouble with, with lava. I, I again, Maybe I'm not up to it yet, uh, but I went through a place that was had lava flow and you just kind of climb, <laughs> climb around it. Uh, there is, um, so again, you have your, you have a friend there who is helping you. And the thing I just engaged with not too long ago was like, Oh, I had to use a big turret to shoot handholds into a wall. So she could climb up and make it to a place. And then she did the same for me. And it kind of almost felt like, um, it takes two style of uh, like, oh, this feels like a weird co-op game because she's making handholds for me. I have to kind of wait for her to make these handholds and now I have to go make handholds for her so she can reach me, um, which was kind of funny. I don't know. It's, uh it's the banter's fine. It's okay. A.L.A. still talking to herself a lot. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I didn't think I, that was going to
1: change. I was hoping they might have pulled back on the like, kind of just verbalizing exactly what you need to do all the time.
0: I I did a puzzle this morning that was like, egregious in in that sense uh and if you're playing this i'll just tell you kind of the the outline of it because i want some other i want to share this with the world uh basically you're looking for a passcode and it's like um you're going through these logs looking for numbers and your partner and you are kind of going through these she's playing them but then you're looking for a, a a number of significance in the log To to piece together this four digit passcode, right? So like, oh, the mission flight number might be it, or the number of people on the flight might be it. But not only are the numbers highlighted in red in in the log, um, your partner will just kind of explicitly be like, it's probably the flight number. (laughs) Where I mean, they leave it open ended for like two of them. I listen. I don't want to get bogged down in this stuff either, but. It was definitely a thing of like, no, I know, I know it's the flight number. I I know it's
1: a a very common complaint about forbidden West. And I'm kind of shocked to hear they didn't pull back on that a little bit.
0: It's funny. Like, I'll tell you what, when you go to put the passcode in, they also, if you enter the wrong number, it just highlights the number you got wrong. uh, And it's like, you're getting the third digit wrong. Go (sighs) check it. And then she says, I think I'm getting the third digit wrong, (laughs) which is like, oh, wow. You really just want me to get through this door, which I did want to get through that door pharaoh's tomb <laughs> that's a choice it's uh a choice. it's it, i listen i like horizon i like Forbidden west i'm enjoying my time in burning shores i, I don't know this how long this is gonna go twenty dollars seems on the less expensive side for a, a big piece of dlc so i don't know if i'm gauging my expectations to twenty dollars or um i don't know so for some reason when i looked at the price of this i was like I was expecting to pay $45 for-
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's like on the one hand, 20 does sound like it's on the low end of a major DLC expansion. On the other hand, it's a third of the price of the base game, so yeah. or at least it was at launch, so that's not nothing.
0: Uh, the other thing, I guess, Brad, you reminded me. This is PS Five only. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. There's there's been some ballyhoo made about that fact by developers. Like there was a PlayStation blog post or two about like ah look at the look at our cloud tech now and some of the stuff that we've done. So I'm I'm curious to see it in action a little bit just to see how it looks.
0: I don't think I would have. I've I've always I played you know Horizon Forbidden West on the PS Five and I'm playing The Burning Shores on the PS Five. I don't think I would have. Pulled out anything significantly to be like, ooh, yeah, it, it kind of looks how I expected it to look. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's kind of crappy, though. I mean, if you wind up playing um, Forbidden West on the PS4, I think that. that kind I mean, of they sucks. were
2: gonna they were gonna make the move at some point. And, yeah, you know, and ultimately they just just chose spl- to make splitting
0: th- the game. And this yeah. and this
1: is this is wasn't this the last game you could upgrade for free? So I mean, from Sony proper, people, yeah. people are going to. You know ps5 market penetration is getting pretty high at this point like i would guess they're converting a lot of horizon owners by now
0: well yeah uh, and
2: on top of that like again this. that's what i'm saying is that like now ps5s are readily available in a way that yeah. they simply were not when that game launched
0: i yeah. i just think if maybe you were not ready if you weren't going to go to a ps5 maybe you're going to go to an xbox after this and now you can't get this other piece of this story the, I, I mean yeah, i
1: guess like, it's a little weird to split it in the middle of a game yeah yeah but anyway
0: and it, which is a I don't know. Essentially, probably this. I didn't read any of those blogs. I assume they're using an engine that they had. They're saying right. They. I, it sounds like they're saying they had to cut some stuff off on the the PS4 side uh, to make the PS5 side shine. I don't know. I don't. know. I think this is kind of crappy. The to, to, if you're on the PS4 to not get your other half of this narrative or endpoint on here. Yeah. Um. That's uh, Burning Shores. Twenty bucks. I'm enjoying it. It oh. is very Horizon.
1: Well, last thing. I I, I'll give them props. They continue to refine the like accessibility stuff in this game or not just accessibility, but even quality of life features. I know, I know that I know there's some kind of setting in there for people who don't like being underwater in game. There is, there is manifests, but also they have added auto pickup.
0: Oh, I looked for that and couldn't find it.
1: You remember how excited I was like a year ago when they added a couple months after release, like,
0: no animation the, thing, pick up.
1: The, the thing a year ago was just to disable the animations for pickup. Yeah. You still had to hit the button to pick stuff up, but at least she didn't break her stride so it sped things up a lot. Apparently now you can just straight up turn on like I assume if you just run over resources, it'll pick them up for you.
0: <laughs> I looked for it and I could not find it. Huh. Um, I did see the underwater thing. As the Thelassophobia, I, I believe. Thelassophobia? Okay. It did say it would uh, uh, might affect some cutscenes though, so um, I, you know, I I have that one turned off, but I do have the no animation pickup turned on, Uh, but I couldn't find the auto pickup because I absolutely Mm. would have turned that on. Uh, You're you're just constantly picking up everything in that game. Mm -hmm. Everything. Uh, Horrendous Forbidden West Burning Shores. There's your hopefully spoiler free uh, preview there. That is out as of the time of this recording today. Um, Hopefully it's neat. Hopefully it continues to be good. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We've got more, including Minecraft Legends and Renfield to talk about uh, when we return. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rad shoemaker Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions.
2: I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point... I had to drill down. I had to to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore.
0: You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Chewmaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle?
1: I am just a walking monthly bill at this point.
0: (laughs) It's the world we live in. If you need help, boy guys i got some uh, i got some news for you rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place it says here that most people think they're spending 80 dollars on their subscriptions but in reality the number is closer to 200. my god what are we even doing with rocket money you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. rocketmoney.com Slash next land. Thanks rocket money. All right, we are back and let's talk about Minecraft legends, Minecraft legends. Yeah.
1: I, I I was hoping to come in here talking about having played it and have not had a chance with everything else going on, but you have played it and I want to hear about it.
0: I have played it. I've put a decent amount of time in it. I played, um, some of the single player stuff and I did play some of the co-op with my, uh, my son. Um, my short answer is, it feels a little light, and maybe I was a little bored of it by the time I put it down last. Okay, is
1: it, it is. Yeah, okay. go ahead. It's an RTS. Is it?
0: How would you describe it? Okay, it is. Um. Okay, how would I describe it? Do you remember? Hmm. Okay. They they haven't made one of these in a while. You basically are a hero unit and control mobs. Of, of units and kind of point them and kind of select them and then point them towards your target. Okay. So, so you build, you build spawners. So it's for a Pikmin? your, no, he, he, you're not, you're so, not too far off. There's, um, there's the a ballpark. game I was trying to think of, but I thought it was going to take too long because it was going to be a real security route to get there. But it was like late nineties, early two thousands PC game. that was not MDK, but that was like, it kind of had that art ish style, um, loaded, uh, what'd you say loaded no but it was like this overworld thing that you kind of you spawned monsters but it was like you were a hero character running around maybe you had blades for okay, arms that's definitely not loaded what is what? that
1: who who made this the same one i'm thinking of that i also can't remember that it was it wasn't a codemasters game was it
0: it could have been yeah it might was have been a code lord
1: overlord i was sitting here typing no, Underlord, which no. is overlord the overlord was of- later
0: yeah, Overlord was later. That I liked Overlord. This was a different one. Okay. Um, uh, no, uh, I don't. Okay, I don't yes. remember.
1: Over Overlord is the one I was thinking of. So I'm not okay. sh- sure what which... it was
0: like an action RTS game. Um, Wait, hang on. Was... You're not talking about Kingdom Under Fire, are you? No, no, no. They no. It had this like it had this like alien esque kind of look to it. Not aliens, but like an alien world kind of thing. Hmm. Either way, it's. I'll, I'll maybe I'll look it up during our next break okay. or something. Um. It's, um, in the Minecraft world, they kind of explain that you, there are many universes got this kind of multiverse thing going on, and mm, you are been, so you hot have been right re- now. You have been recruited to kind of, uh, save this one, uh, uh, splinter verse, uh, from the invasion of the, uh, I guess it's, I don't know. I'm not that versed in Minecraft lore, but the nether, let's say, or, or the no nether. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. there are, the piglins are coming through and, uh, mm-hmm. the, they, they are going to destroy everything. And in this world it kind of seems like um the skeleton archers and the creepers are kind of they're they're cool. They're on your side. The zombie Aww. villagers, uh, uh, illager, I don't know. They're yes, all illagers. cool. Yes. So you have these you have this overworld map where you have these villager towns and the piglin spawn bases and every night it, you kind of are trying to beat back the horde of uh pigmen they will either, uh, at least what I'm up to, they will try to attack a a villager town. You need to set up defenses for that town uh, and defend the town. Or they might be spawning a new base somewhere and you kind of want to try and beat that back. And you can destroy their portal by attacking the base um, and kind of destroying the whole thing. I don't think there are... The options are not very tactical, it feels to me, and controlling between Ranged, like you get units that they will say, like, uh, all right, just for example, here, you get ones that are good for uh, uh, building demolition, right? Mm -hmm. You get ones that are good for more ranged ones that are good for attacking enemies, uh, 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 enemy mobs. You get some that are good for um, stunning enemies, and you get some that are good for healing your troops. Those are like four you get pretty early on. Kind of controlling all of them independently feels tough to do you can kind of use this quick select command to try and select just your range or just this type but in the heat of a battle oh, i
1: see you might you might want to just select your local units at once is what you're saying <laughs> mm-hmm. yes all units sometimes you might
0: want all units <laughs> so but not then. like not not all the time or like you won't want to send your healers out all the time but like you know like that kind of that kind of uh, uh control doesn't seem quite there. There's c- kind of a limit on the amount of uh, uh, um, allies you can have, too. Right now, I think I'm only at like 20-ish, and that feels a little light. It's not punishing, but it... I don't know. It doesn't feel very fleshed out. Here. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm looking at Steam reviews, which are mixed. Also, it's still weird to me that I'm going to Steam to look at reviews for a newly launched Microsoft first party game, but here mm. we are. Yeah, the, the strong consensus is basically what you're saying, that it's quite thin.
0: It feels thin.
1: Not a lot of unit types, like, is interesting it, concept, but not very deep.
2: Does it feel thin because it might be something that's targeted at younger audiences, or does it feel thin because there just isn't enough going on there? I'm gonna say there's
0: not enough going on okay. there because uh, uh, Minecraft players. I'm gonna say now, now having known quite a bit of younger ones, are pretty advanced players. They 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 understand what's oh, going no, no.
2: on. I'm not saying this in a context of well, you have to make a game that's simpler for kids mm. or you know kids that play Minecraft. If anything, kids games have always underestimated. I think <laughs> how adept kids are at figuring out more complicated games. I just wasn't sure if this felt like a thing where like they were specifically trying to push it in a direction to make mm. it more appealing to a certain audience or if it literally is just like they have a threadbare idea of what to do with this game and they are just executing on what they have.
0: Tough to say. Okay. Uh, like, did they miss the mark on it? Yeah, that's what I'm more I, what I mean. Yeah, uh, tough to say. I can say for certain what they have feels cumbersome, okay. even even controlling it and trying to for what I'm trying to do like laying siege to these piglin bases doesn't feel as satisfying as it should. It doesn't, you know, when you're in an RTS and you build out your forces and you're like, okay, I'm going to hit this part. And then I'm going to send in these troops. And I'm going to yeah, do this.
1: Spend, spend 20, 20 minutes, no rush. <laughs> and then you do the big attack move at the end.
0: And you've got, you've got every, you've got your rock, paper, scissors all figured out. And everybody's on hockey's. Um, this just feels like I currently build up what feels like a mixed force. Go in they get spent, I run out, I just spawn a bunch more, run back in until the, the base is okay. destroyed. Um, Sounds a little tedious. Ma- it's a little tedious. You, you get some towers that you can use as well. I haven't gone too much into that because I need to get more resources to fully unlock them. Uh, voice work is the, the kind of rap trappings around it are nice. The production and the, the voice work is nice and the setup is, is okay. It just, when it, the kind of rubber meets the road there, it gets a little, I don't, like I said, I find myself a little bored. Mm. Just, just I wonder, run around.
1: I wonder how they're going to support it over time. Like obviously Minecraft is a game that gets endless support, but then of course it does cause it's huge. Um, I feel like Minecraft dungeons got quite a bit of.
0: I like Minecraft dungeons. Yeah, that game was all
1: right. That game was surprisingly yeah. all right. I really enjoyed that too and they and they added a good bit to it, I believe. I don't know if I don't know if Legends is going to get the same kind of support, but maybe maybe there's
0: more on the way. Like I did I played with a controller. I did not try this on the PC. Oh, no, I did I played it on the PC when I was playing with my son because I had to play on the PC version and he played on my console version. Uh, but I played with the um uh controller, I think. I'm trying, I'm trying to think how this played with the mouse. I don't have any memory of it ever feeling very good, <laughs> either way. Okay. All right. Um. Uh. And when we played co-op, it's all right. Co-op, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if they scale the difficulty, but I don't think they have to because you kind of have shared resources. Uh, in in terms of um, you know, the characters that you're able to field in a battle get split and shared, so. That almost becomes a little frustrating where you're like, "Oh dude, okay, or right, why don't you just handle it almost becomes uh uh like hitting control one, control two, control three, and control four if you're going and being like you just handle the archers, I'll handle the the melee guys, you handle the healers, but then they all just get mixed up so easily again, so when you try to lasso select or select them all, they're all just mixed up again, at least that was my experience. Uh, it's 40 bucks. If you're going to go buy it, obviously it's on game pass. If you are in that ecosystem, it doesn't quite feel there yet. Okay. Uh, and I want it to be because, you know, we have a lot of experience with Minecraft. Like I just said, I like Minecraft dungeons. Uh, it's a, it's a brand that is very popular in this household. It would be fun to play with the kids. We haven't had something since grounded where we kind of all get together across every one of my xboxes that it it can run on and pcs um so we'll see i did run into it might have just been because i was playing a pre-release version a thing where i couldn't play on two xbox consoles at the same time with uh, my like the family couldn't play it uh but it might have just been a thing where they were checking against um you know hey this is pre-release it might be tied to that account because that worked fine for grounded where my daughter could it's supposed play. to work fine for that's, just about and everything yeah.
2: yeah, years, yeah, that, that might
1: have been It's probably a case where you need to log in with the account that owns the game needs to log in on another Xbox that's not the home Xbox
0: so I because tried that. It's, st- it's still it's still every time she tried to launch it, it would be like, no, huh. that person has to log back in. Interesting. But uh, again, it could have been because it's pre-release yeah, and, it, and it's like checking against like, hey, you shouldn't be have access to this. Because uh, it possible. ran on my home, quote unquote, the one you designate as home Xbox when I wasn't logged in there, but not on the other ones. But I, I hope that works because it's fun to play with the kids and I don't want to have to buy it you know, either buy game pass for them or buy it multiple times.
1: Yeah. I I would assume that would start working post-release. Um, I, I want to try this online at some point. This seems like kind of thing that I might get a kick out of just playing randos online. Oh,
0: Oh, I see. just like going in there. Yeah. Just just match
1: make and shot the time, time allowing. I mean, there's a lot of other games. I'm still trying to finish the RE4 remake, which I'm, I'm enjoying more than I was, but this, this does look cool.
0: Like we should, we should get together and try it out and see what you think in the at least the co op stuff. Um, like I said, it's just kind of a little light. Where unfortunately, like my daughter was like, "Let's go play," and I was like, you yeah, I'll play something else." <laughs> like it's it's one of those. Gotcha. Um, All right. Well, the, yeah. the people have spoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But I'll I'll probably give it a little bit more of a go, and I I would suspect they're going to add more to it. Let's just hope they add it for free and not as big DLC bundles. I think there's already a bunch of cosmetic stuff you can get in there. Um, we'll see. Minecraft Legends, out now. Game Pass or forty dollars And, in case you didn't know, it's available on the Switch, PS4, PS5. Uh, Microsoft, like they keep saying, wants their stuff out there. Uh, I just unified my my account. They said the Java version of Minecraft, i would no longer going to be able to log in independently yeah. or or had been gone so for like a year yes, now that's that's been quite
1: a while now but obviously <laughs> uh, they, they let you do it whenever
0: yeah so i had to unify my account uh all right let's move on uh, alex you've mm. got kind of a, a double hitter here yeah. of uh Of surviving vampires. Yeah,
2: whatever allusions I may have made to playing other video games during the break, let me tell you right now, that was all a lie. Uh, I started, so right before we went on break, they were like, hey, do you want code for the Vampire Survivors expansion? And I said, well, you just broke my my entire vacation. Absolutely. Please send this over. Is that the second expansion? It is. The first one was the one that was like Japan themed. This one is their fantasy expansion.
0: This is Tides of the Fascari? Yes, it is. Okay.
2: What does this Uh, add?
0: What does this add?
2: Exactly what you think it's going to add. It adds new characters. It adds a new stage. There are new secrets. And that's pretty much it. It's $2 and they've just added more content.
0: Okay. And so did you wind up taking these new characters through from scratch? So this thing
2: you can't unlock, you have to unlock them the way you unlock every Uh, other, you know, hidden character in the game. But like the first time I played through the new map, I unlocked the first character and then I unlocked the second one. Then I unlocked the third one. Like it did not take a lot of doing to make that happen.
0: So who do you bring? Who's your unlocking character? Who do you bring? In? Is it death? Death? Red death? Or uh... I
2: don't use Red Death that much, honestly. Like he's good. I think I ended up using the one, like the weird shrimp dragon guy, for that one because I hadn't cleared any stages with him yet. Okay. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to try this one, and it was fine. He's really slow, but he does good damage. Do they
0: give you any more uh, permanent buffs like that you buy with the coins?
2: There are some new buffs in there. Okay. I can't remember if they're from this one or from the last expansion, but there was at least one new one. I think there's two now. Um, okay. but yeah, I mean it, so it's it's literally it's it's a fighter, it's uh, you know, it's a spellcaster and it's a it's like a a ranged, you know, like bow person. Like they're just doing a <laughs> fantasy environment and the environment itself is very much a fantasy world of You are running around and there are weird ghosts and mushroom people and fucking, you know, Dark Knights and other things kind of running around like they're playing around in that space in a very vampire survivors way.
1: It's kind of wild to me that even with two DLCs out now and even at full price, which none of this is currently being sold at, even at full price to own everything for this game is still only nine
2: (laughs) dollars. I know. For the amount of time I have gotten out of that game, which I'm actually going to look up my Steam thing now because I kind of want to know. But for the amount of time I have gotten into this game, like, even if I had paid full price for all this stuff, like, it would be so far beyond worth it that I'm I'm still a little gobsmacked by it. I, uh, I'm curious. I, <sighs> I have 71 hours in Vampire Survivors. Okay. Five in the last couple of weeks two dollars two dollars for the new expansion you should if you're playing vampire survivors what do you why you don't need to hear me say go grab this thing go grab this thing they didn't break yeah. the game or anything it's still fun
1: currently a dollar 79
2: there you go oh wow where do you play a like, candy can bar you buy for, that? for that yeah where do i can't play get, yeah where are you playing it? oh i'm still playing on steam
1: you're, you're still on steam yeah okay the the, the 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 Xbox slash Game Pass rollout kind of broke me on that game because I had played Steam. And then I was like, ooh, achievements, like mm-hmm. real achievements, not the Steam kind. And then start over there. But then, like, I tend to fall on and off of Game Pass. So it's like I should probably just buy it on Xbox. If I'm going to stick with that anyway.
0: Yeah. $90. Anyway.
1: If only there were other options for vampire themed bullet heaven or whatever we're calling these now.
2: Well, Bradley Shoemaker, what if I told you there was Hmm. Hmm. so this kind of showed up out of nowhere, or at least for me, uh, even as someone who was kind of aware of the film in which this game is based on. uh, There is a Renfield Uh, game, and it is one of
1: these. How could how could how could you not be aware of the the film where Nicolas Cage plays Dracula?
2: I know it's the thing I've been waiting for for like 30 years now. (laughs) No, it's, yeah, so they made, okay, it's based on the movie, it is not the likenesses of the actors from the movie, it is the characters, it is the, the Nicholas Holt's uh, Renfield, it is Aquafina's cop character, there is a Dracula in the background of the art that I haven't seen appear in the actual game yet, uh, it looks like a Dracula, it does not necessarily look like Nicolas Cage- Um, But the game itself is very much a Vampire Survivors-like with a couple of, you know, specific differences to make it not legally actionable. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not one map, and then you just wander anywhere. There are discrete areas that you go through, and when you clear an area, it lets you go to the next one. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere during the stage, you'll encounter uh, an innocent, which is just a random person that is there, and when you come to them... You either decide you're going to sacrifice that innocent of Dracula or you're going to rescue them and let them go. And there's an extraction phase after that, which if you give to Dracula, it's easier. Uh, but if you choose to save them, it's harder, but you get a better reward at the end.
0: What are the rewards? I have
2: no idea because I have not beaten the first stage yet. It is okay. It is one of those games in the, the sense that like the first handful of times you are playing it, you are definitely not clearing the stage because you are just not buffed up enough and have not kind of cleared the hurdle you need to be able to beat the final boss fight. Um, But that said, that first stage is straight up the the San Luis Cemetery in New Orleans, which I assume this movie probably takes place in New Orleans. Also, Uh the final boss area has the Nicolas Cage pyramid tomb in it that is in San Luis Cemetery in real life.
1: Huh. Huh. Also, is is that that's not the same cemetery from Gabriel Knight one. No,
2: I, think, I
0: think it is, isn't it? So there are oh, there multiple are numbers, right? There are yeah.
2: multiple large cemeteries that are all above ground in, in new Orleans. I think Saint Louis is the, the most, uh, most famous of them, which is also the one that has the pyramid tomb in it. I know because I went there because I'm a fucking <laughs> weirdo. Um, but just seeing that there, as I'm fighting a giant werewolf with a machine gun, uh, was definitely a moment of like, Okay, you didn't get the likeness, but you're trying to throw something some a little bit of red meat in there for the the cage fans out there. Uh, I
1: I I like that this is the game type du jour. Yes. For people for people to to riff on like whether it's um uh whether it's Rhythm Storm, that game I played mm-hmm. a little while back, the demo that we streamed, like that's sort of like Vampire Survivors plus Geometry Wars. This is Vampire Survivors plus a movie tie-in. Yeah. Like, it's kind of cool to see people taking different stabs at this thing.
2: Well, and again, they don't make a lot of movie tie-ins anymore. And when they do, they're almost always, like, mobile products now. You know, like, they're yeah. they're weird slot machine games that you play, you know, attached to fucking Dune or something. I don't know. You know, yeah. I, I'm just, I don't know if that exists or not. It probably does. <laughs> no. uh, but, like, this, you know, look. This is very much like Vampire Survivors. It has a couple of flavor differences, but by and large, it is doing that thing. But it's also a perfectly cromulent one of those. Like it is, it's fun enough. I, it's, it's certainly fun enough for me to keep playing it past you know a couple of runs. I feel like it's definitely doesn't have as much wild shit in it as as Vampire Survivors kind of does. But as a five dollar license tie in, totally fine, totally yeah. decent. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, given the scale of Vampire Survivor's success, I it's hard to imagine any of these kind of approaching that scope. Yeah. But, I don't know. Like, there's something charming about the way that game looks, but also it's not exactly a good-looking game.
2: No, like, so the, it's like, it's very much by design, but yes.
1: Right, so, like, seeing this, like, this game looks much more of that, like, I don't know, that, like, recent indie trend of sort of pixel art with a lot of modern lighting effects on top of it. Yes, kind of enter the gungeon sort of looking thing
2: yes a modern retro this,
1: yeah like this this looks pretty nice in that respect
2: yeah i think the character art's good everything animates pretty well there's blood fucking everywhere every time you kill something like some of the enemy designs are kind of generic but like others are, are a little more interesting i i don't know like it just it's it's the gameplay is totally fine if you like vampire survivors it is doing that well enough i think
0: are they doing any kind of narrative setup not really like the loosest. OK, no, like, it, it. you know, again, they
2: mentioned the Dracula stuff. They kind of, you know, all the weapons are kind of themed around. I think the self-help stuff that is kind of the crux of the Renfield character in that movie. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't. But that seemed to be the direction they were going with. Um, OK, but other than that, like, it really is just kind of it's just doing that thing.
0: <laughs> that is uh, Renfield. Bring your own blood.
2: I did bring not bring blood. any of my own blood, but I will say that uh, I did not need to. That is maybe a misnomer there.
0: Byob. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Shoemaker. Oh, did you put did you put your computer through some paces? I'm getting there. Working yeah. on
1: it. I have this new PC here.
0: Anything you want to uh, tell tell from the world of uh, real time lighting and RTX? Yeah, or... I,
1: yeah, sure. I. Yes, I've got this brand new PC here with some beefy hardware in it. Uh, I played I played that new Cyberpunk path tracing mode. Have you guys looked at that? I have seen that, it. I have not. It is pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Maybe we should mess with it on stream a little bit. I think we should. Um,
2: What's it got going on? on?
1: I mean, it's pretty much, I'm pretty much going to say the past tense version of what I said in the future tense before the break, which was... It's very cool to see a game of this modern complexity with with path
0: tracing enabled
1: because previously it's been Quake 2 and Minecraft. You know. Could
0: could your beefy machine handle it?
1: Yeah, it's shockingly oh, yeah? performant. performance. Oh um, wow, okay. Let's we probably don't need to get into it. I've been looking at like the kind of they're using a very modern ray casting algorithm in this called Reaster. I pulled up the white paper for it. Uh-huh. Like it's some really interesting stuff going on in like ray tracing uh at the, Sort of academic or graphics research development right now.
0: Is it more for, efficient?
1: Yeah, for making things dramatically more performant and efficient okay. than what was available before. Um, like this essentially lets you have as many light sources as you can cram into the scene, like virtually unlimited no numbers, of, uh, numbers of lights at the same at the same performance. Huh? Yeah. So it's it's super cool in that respect. Like we should we should just stream some of it um, for
0: sure. I want to see it.
1: It is very cool that that game like props to the rendering engineers on that team you can go in and you literally go from like all the different raster presets to the steam deck preset to the other ray tracing modes that are already in there to this path tracing mode like basically as fast as you can get into the menu change it and get back out like there's no there's no we have to reload the level we have to restart the render or any of that stuff so it's it's pretty easy to like go from mode to mode in a given spot and look at the differences and see very clearly That's What's a drink-y. They know yes, what they're I, doing. Yeah, it I straight up makes me wish for the days of, like, Quake 3 key binds where I can just set, <laughs> set graphics modes to keys and just flip through them. I don't know if that's possible. but
0: So it, would um, you say, so far, the most impressive lighting or tech? I mean, it's a real game, so it's not a tech demo, yeah. but um, uh, would you has it impressed you?
1: Yes, it's very impressive. Okay. Like we'll, we'll okay. get into some of it. It's like it's a lot of like going in like back alleys and under overpasses and stuff like that, and looking at what the ultra mode without ray tracing looks like, and saying like, ah, oh, this looks good, but you see how flat it is in spots, and then flipping over and seeing just everything getting shaded, mm. kind of like naturally, correctly, however you want to describe it. Like it's it's the kind of thing that's like, you know, it, it's not a like whiz bang wow, this looks like crazy kind of thing it's more yeah. just everything looks more correct everything looks more grounded okay you know like it's more dramatic i guess i would say because everything has got the same kind of lighting on it you now we'll, we'll, we'll check it out it's much easier to communicate when you're looking at it
0: uh yeah check for that if you're listening um later this week uh we'll, we'll hopefully have a stream of that up anything else you check out
1: um i played a little bit of that portal rtx thing that they made with rtx remix you yeah i watched any
0: play for a while yeah
1: yeah what did you think you, of that? Did you also say this, that, like, like the, 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 very, the extremely sterile setting of Portal is kind of a weird place to show yes, that off? because got he's got so many.
2: He did, because he specifically, we were trying to find the area outside the lab so we yeah. could see more of the natural environment stuff.
1: Yeah, because you've got so many uniform surfaces and, and like, just kind of flat. Lighting and spots you can still see it, of course. Like the
0: buttons are, are nice, like, yeah, little like, candy buttons, but yeah,
1: like I, I we probably don't need to more of that. But like, you know, some of the like the, the little energy orbs that fly back and forth, like, you can see some good, like, soft shadowing as shadows stretch out based on the angle and stuff. Like, there's some neat stuff there, but
0: the thing that it, we were looking for was like, oh, I want to see light breaking through a window or you know, light because it's it's uniform lighting, it's like a hospital room, right? Through Throughout those levels where you know there's just not a lot of dynamic lighting going on right yeah uh, but yeah. there was, it was nice when we got behind the you know um a stain a stain fiction the aperture wall uh into the back scaffolding where i was like okay now you're getting like a ladder breaking up light from a window and and that that looked nice uh but i can't wait to see that cyberpunk stuff um, Yeah, me i too. wonder how it'll run on this machine uh i have it's, here it
1: should do quite well on a 4080
0: okay I yeah, you, could, guys, you, you were could, playing you could, in 1080 as well.
1: Uh, I was at 1440.
0: Okay, right, 1080 should be even better.
1: Yes, yeah, you you should you should be able to. That'll be totally playable for you as well.
0: Uh, so that's Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, uh, they have an official updates, the cadence that they call things like the Dragon update or whatever. There's-
1: no, I mean they call this ray tracing overdrive, which is kind of a weird name for this yeah. mode, but.
0: It's pretty um, good for Cyberpunk. Though. Yeah, I
1: mean, they refer to this as a tech preview also. Like this is not even like there's still plenty oh. of work. Like the, you could see all kinds of artifacting in different places. Huh. Um, cuz it's still pretty early. But we're definitely still in like it's mind-blowing that this is even possible territory. Huh. Uh, but But that DLC is shipping later this year, so I imagine they'll keep improving it before that.
0: I wonder if it's possible for them to go back in and do some of this to Witcher 3, like uh, a <laughs> add-in add uh, Maybe like a a big illumination model. Oh, uh,
1: you remember it? Uh, Winter 3 did get that ray trace global illumination last year or sometime. Yeah, it? we
0: ran around with torches and stuff, but that wasn't full path tracing, right?
1: No, it, it was not. And I, because I, they're moving to Unreal Engine after this game, mm-hmm. I would imagine they're probably not going to, just
0: moving forward,
1: probably not going to backport too much of this, too much more of this stuff. Like there, there's a big push from NVIDIA to, <laughs> I, I imagine NVIDIA contributed a lot of engineering resources or. Some amount, at least, to this, fair, because uh, Nvidia Nvidia created the SDK that this is made with.
0: Cool stuff. If you got a forty eighty, I got, or a, in the four thousand series, yeah, um, um, yeah
1: this the- will run on lesser. Right, I tried it on my thirty eighty on my and my seven year old CPU before that, and it was like, yeah, at at low enough DLSS quality, it was playable.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay,
1: in smear okay. quotes, like I could, <laughs> I got. 30 plus frames per second out of it. Okay. But, but that wasn't like the lowest DLSS preset, which frankly I think is too ugly to be considered playable. Interesting. Um, wow. I tried, I tried at 1440 P I turned off DLSS entirely on that setup and it was like less than a frame a second.
0: Oh, okay. It's doing some work there. Oh, for sure. Extremely. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, we, well, like I said, uh, check out more of that. Hopefully later this week either Thursday or Friday, May or Friday. I mean, it seems like sure. a May Friday thing. Sure um you can we'll uh, we'll show off some of that hopefully that has been dead island 2 horizon forbidden west burning shores minecraft legends vampire survivors tides of the foscari renfield bring your own blood and a little check in there with cyberpunk 2077s uh, uh path tracing full path tracing is that the right way mm-hmm. to say that yes uh update and some portal rtx It's going to bring us up to the news, which we're going to get to right after this brief break. This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Alex Navarro, you know I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time.
2: It's always an exciting
0: time when a box arrives at your door. It is always an exciting time. Sometimes they open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife. It's, uh, uh, you know, a thing I can use when I need to cut things. I think this one, I, this, I've gotten more than a few knives from Bespoke Post.
2: Are you trying this- to say that when you get a knife, the thing you need to do with a knife is
0: knife? <laughs> I might have gotten around to say that in a shorter way. I, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, This one was uh, specifically uh, a fishing knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome. And the things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten. I've gotten uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom. uh, And sometimes, occasionally, a knife that will go inside a kit that is themed because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70, but you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming Brand. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER. Thanks, Bespoke Post. And we are back in time for the news. And thankfully, while we were away, it seemed like things remained fairly calm. I'm sure... The usual suspects were out there making mergers, and things were happening, and people were buying up every little. Moving and shaken, and what have you. Moving and shaking, but uh, Brad Shoemaker, what do we have going on out there? Are you talking
1: about the Sega Rovio acquisition, or just sure I am now? Uh,
0: No, Uh, well, surely no. Nobody bought anybody, and there were no delays. So
1: yes sega sega bought angry birds maker rovio for three quarters of a billion dollars
0: three quarters of a billion, since, billion dollars.
1: since you mentioned acquisitions here we are
0: okay okay that happened and- <laughs> uh look for more angry birds in a sonic game. so that happened uh-huh anything else happened
1: angry birds racing transformed
0: hey don't knock it till you try
1: um it. that suicide squad killed the justice league a delay has been made manifest
0: Made manifest.
1: Uh, That has been rumored off and on for a while.
2: Well, they said they were going to delay it. They just didn't say how long, right? Had had they? I think they had said that a delay was happening. I was
1: was digging into that this morning. I thought it had just been rumored. I thought
2: they had not actually commented until they finally... Maybe they had. Maybe I just assumed that they they had said it was a done deal. uh,
1: You might be right. As of... As of 17 March...
0: Uh-huh.
1: Because I am European now.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, Congratulations. It was still rumored as of March 17th. Okay. The delay. That's possible. I mean, we were out of action for a little bit here. But anyway, the delay is substantial. It is February of next year. Okay. That is substantial. That's
0: 2024 release.
1: March. I mean, sorry. February 2nd. Okay. 2024. Pretty specific date. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it had that showing that was not received well at all. on, was that a stony state of play? I think it was. It was. And the response was not positive, let us say. And so, I mean, the the messaging is just very standard, tough but necessary decision. Take the time needed, get the game, best quality, et cetera, et cetera. No real information on what might be changing, but that is like a, I'm no game developer that doesn't quite seem like a rip out core functionality and redo it. Delay, but it is longer than I expected by quite a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean that's like, um, I mean, depending on when they really wanted this, it's like almost a year, right? I think it you was know? May,
1: wasn't it? May was the original,
0: the last date they gave. Beth, I yes, it thought was. It was, the was the supposed to be out next month. On. Yeah,
1: so that's that's uh, pretty substantial. I don't know what exactly they've got in mind here. Yeah, uh, uh, you not you are not going to find out this year.
0: Now Suicide Squad. I mean, it's like you said. There
2: isn't a great likelihood that like all the live service stuff that people were wringing their hands about, understandably so, considering how that's gone for certain other superhero games, uh, is going to get ripped out of here. I have seen some commentary from folks who have had the chance, or at least have talked to people who have had the chance to play it, saying it was not another Gotham Knights thing. Like, it did <laughs> not feel like it was leaden with that stuff, necessarily. So maybe some refinement really is the thing for this, I don't know. not having played that game but i don't know i I just i don't know if they're going to be able to get out from under whatever weird cloud is now over that game which is maybe not entirely fair i don't know but also they haven't really shown a lot of like Mm. just straight up long stretches of gameplay of that thing
0: we probably get more um at whatever summer event game. i don't know that we do yeah i think they go you think they go silent for a bit so yeah if, if, if I'm them more promotional yeah.
2: videos is not necessarily the thing I'm looking to do right out of the gate here. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's definitely I mean it's definitely too soon for them to have changed anything substantial and show it off. And also I think there's just like uh I'm trying to think how to put it. It's not this is not embarrassing, like obviously
2: Oh, it game, sucks if, if, for if everyone. If
1: game, involved. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what I mean. It's not. It's not a, it's just an embarrassment. It's but it's more of a like you don't want to get right back out there and start promoting it again right after you've had to push the release date for the better part of a year.
0: That's fair. It's fair. Well,
1: um,
0: I look forward to it. I I still think it looks interesting from the the combat stuff I I saw. didn't bother me that much. I did not enjoy Gotham Knights though, so I understand people. Looking I know this isn't the same game, no, but not I even the same p- developer, but like yeah, you I know same people between like that being, and
2: Avengers, there is now a history of these games yeah. maybe not benefiting from that kind of structure.
1: Yeah, superhero live service type or loot game does not have a great track record of late.:
0: Yeah So we'll see, hopefully sometime in the near future, maybe mm-hmm. by 2024hmm Uh Brad, what's going on on the Microsoft end of things?
1: Um, just a couple of key departures here in the Halo world as the future of Halo seems to be an ongoing topic for a lot of people.
0: Would you say hello, Halo, and I say goodbye? I would Uh, not.
1: Sure. Sure. Uh Huh? Okay. If you want.
0: Uh huh. Um, Who is saying goodbye?
1: I I believe the Joe Staten departure has been some time in the works or rather was I, did he go? I think he went from three, four, three to Microsoft proper or back to Microsoft proper.
0: According to the story, it was like they said some. It was like a second stint, like a second nine-year run there.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. I I think he was at Microsoft and then came to three four three. Yeah, okay, yes, that's correct. He was he was in publishing at Xbox before he came back on board with three four three to help get Halo Infinite out the door. Ah, Um, okay, yes, I've got the timeline here. Yes, so he went back to uh, Xbox publishing in January after Halo Infinite was settled. But now he has left Microsoft entirely like it's that's not obviously he was already off three, four, three. So that's not super relevant uh, immediately to Halo. But he is a longtime Bungie guy. Certainly had plenty to do with the old Halo games. So he is fully out the door now
0: and going to your favorite.
1: Yeah, he's going to make a (laughs) game at Netflix, apparently. Well, this is triple A game at Netflix. But then again, everything netflix puts out is just going to be under that same model right it's all just just going to be subscription driven i assume
0: when i was reading this story um they they said there was like 90 something games coming out on on the netflix under the netflix platform or banner with like a bunch of first party stuff i did not realize they were ramping things up that much i i guess i only hear about it like what was it into the breach and there was the other one brad you you brought up not too long ago right uh, was the that? most
1: recent one I can't remember
2: it was something
0: that you were excited to play on mobile was, I know that it was
1: another thing that I was interested in playing on mobile yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to sign back up to Netflix for
0: um, so yeah I was I don't know that was interesting um, uh, Netflix yeah, they're, they're,
1: they're, they're making a push
0: they're also doing the Halo movie or series uh, movie series no, that was
1: apparently the series was Paramount Plus yeah that happened but that think- already happened
0: isn't no Netflix is doing a Halo thing, it was just in that really? story as well. Are they doing uh, a different Halo thing? Like no, an I'm sorry, thing no Gears of War, Gears that's of War oh. that's different because it had John Spates in it. And every time mm-hmm. I used to see John Spates, I don't know if I've mentioned on here John Spates. Uh, w- I worked with him at um, TeachScape, the place where we did those educational videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's writing things like Dune, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, wait, did he write Dune?
0: He was one uh, of the, the writers on Dune, I think.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've listened to an entire commentary of Prometheus involving him.
0: That's funny. That's funny. John uh,
1: uh,
0: It was a small company.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Like, like I said, like Joe Staten, pretty, pretty integral to like, you know, fiction of Halo and also destiny to some degree um, had been back for Halo infinite had already left that team, but is now completely out of Microsoft The way bigger one here in terms of the future of Halo is that Frank O'Connor has Mm. left
2: 343. Boy, that's one I never actually thought I'd hear. Mm. Yeah,
1: which uh, as far as like keepers of the flame of Halo, it's hard to think of anybody more visible Mm. in that kind of capacity. Yes. Like he was one of those people who came out of the press and went to Bungie to work on halo. And then when the split happened and Bungie got out from under Microsoft, he chose to stay on and go to three, four, three to keep working on halo. So he has very much been a like public face, like somebody who is identified very closely with the halo franchise. And like, there's been lots of other like kind of leadership shakeups at three, four, three lately. It's not like, you know, I mean, this is not some
0: like massive
1: deal or whatever, but it is kind of, it's very notable, I guess in the,
2: it is meaningful.
0: I think. Yeah. 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 Can you refresh my memory of the when Microsoft had those big layoffs? Three four three was impacted, or yes, or, okay, yes, they were. Okay, so there have things are changing within Microsoft, huh?
1: Yeah, and, and and just generally in terms of what the future of the Halo franchise is, people that seems to be kind of an open question. Hmm. Uh, that there are not a lot of public answers for yet, and probably won't be for some time.
0: Has three four three had any public or forward-facing kind of uh um announcements about their autonomy or like you know are they getting folded into anything or or rolling up into any um, other studio
1: not that i remember really
0: okay. i don't like do you I know how many people work there
1: i don't off hand
0: like i always imagine 343 as was just like big machine within Microsoft games, uh, but maybe they're smaller than I than I think. I mean, because I, I always associated them with the Halo, obviously, and you'd think Halo would get just buckets of resources, but maybe that's not the case. I wonder how their uh, the whiteboard looks for the ha- Halo franchise, or if it's just points to question marks at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep track of what's rumor and what's confirmed, but I think there, there was the rumor that they were going to move to the Unreal Engine at some point. I don't know if that's happening or not. I mean, who knows what's happening with infinite because they said that infinite was the next year in 10 years of halo. Right. And I'm not sure if that's going to pan out or not.
0: Um, all right. Three, four, three, we wish you the best. And obviously everybody working there and everybody who is no longer working there, uh, may, I don't know. These are some, some industry shorthand, cool thing to say. May the, May your keep may your I go
2: just stay away from that entirely. <laughs> may, just say, may your, hey, may we your wish you the best. ship
0: and may you find employment.
2: Yes, there you go.
1: May the halo be with you.
0: There you go. Uh, speaking of things moving on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right this last seems story like, here.
1: Seems like a lot going on at Media Molecule recently as well. Um they are discontinuing support for dreams, active support for dreams, uh, on September first.
2: No more yeah. dreams for you.
1: Uh, Well, you know, you will still be able to buy it.
2: You will never dream again.
1: Uh, It'll still be playable. Mm -hmm. It'll still be online. Mm -hmm. They're not going to add anything to it after that. They're not going to develop any new features or anything for it. It's going to kind of go into maintenance mode. Uh, Also, they will be establishing a five gigabyte storage limit for further creations after that date.
0: I thought that was funny.
1: Although anything that you develop now before that date is not included in that cap. So I'm curious if like dreams heads, you know, the, that's the, uh-huh.
0: the dream term, mm-hmm.
1: common term. Um, I wonder, I wonder if there's like this flurry of activity as people try to make a bunch of stuff and get it in there before, mm-hmm. <laughs> before this limit goes into effect. So they have a bunch of stuff stored that doesn't great. take away doesn't, doesn't take f- from their storage, uh, quota. um, But yeah, like they say, they're moving on to a new project. And so Dreams is kind of getting backburnered. The other thing is a couple of the founders of Media Molecule have just left.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, And that follows at least one of the other founders having left a couple of years ago. So I think that is most of the founders. It's Mark Healy and um, Kareem Etuni,
0: I'm going to say is how to pronounce his his name. Sounds good to me. I'm not sure how to pronounce it either.
1: But yeah, I think that's that's like three of the four founders at least, if maybe if not all of them have have left media molecule in the last two, three years now. So uh obviously people move on, especially after they've had a company acquired and have continued to work there for like a decade afterwards.
2: Hmm. Right.
1: But but it does it does make one wonder what is next for media molecule as well.
0: Yeah. Dreams I, is I, a
1: Dreams, hell of a thing. Dreams yeah. was a wild swing. Like it was really pretty unique. And, um, well, I'd, especially on a console.
2: And I mean, you know, look, I don't think that the game was like a huge gangbuster seller, but like the community for that thing really jumped in on that thing, you know, it like is, face first yeah. and they like the stuff that came out of that, that tool set was really wild.
1: That, that, that ever since the advent of UGC. Yeah. With little big planet, like dreams is the platonic ideal of that game that allows user generated content content that I go like. I'm probably not going to make stuff in that, but I'm going to be wowed by the things that other people are making. Yeah. Right. Like this is, this is that taken to the absolute extreme because the stuff that comes out of dreams is just like, it seems like people make whole other games in that thing now
0: that they totally and do. Yeah. That's, like I uh, see,
1: I see, I see like environment designs that look like they are out of a shipping triple a game coming out of that thing that one person made. Like it's just kind of nuts. The creation tools that they put together.
0: Dreams is wild. I, I I really like Tearaway, so I like I like their, you know, I didn't love their Sackboy game as much uh as I like Tearaway.
1: Oh, I think uh, you mean Sackboy
0: whatever the adventure one was. Sackboy: A Big
1: Adventure, I believe mm-hmm. is the name of that. Yeah. That, is that was not that. Was that? Another, no, that was another developer.
0: Okay. Um, uh, they
1: they even handed off Little Big Planet as of I think 3.
0: Oh, really? I didn't realize that so either. I believe that's right. Okay. Uh, Because I was going to say, Tearaway, like even their narrative stuff was a lot of fun. That was a...
1: Yeah. Tearaway was cool.
0: They're a creative, very inventive company. I hope that spirit continues even even if they lose some of their founders.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to think they won't continue being that uh, without the founders there, but...
0: There's a uh-huh. whole uh, a whole other list of stuff if people want to go check it out about what's going to change when that server migration happens on September 1st. That's September 1st, 2023, this year. Um, some of the other interesting things there are just in terms of you, you can see why it's happening, um, but uh, they're letting you delete your stuff instead of archive it now, which I thought was kind of funny with that storage limit where it would just get archived. And now it's like, no, 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 you can just free up the space now. Um, and a whole bunch of other things relating to quests and trophies, which I thought was kind of funny. So it seems like they're trying to put it into a place where you can still manage online stuff, but emphasis on the manageable online stuff, right. uh, uh, because I don't know how curated it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Hopefully at least it, it, it at least remains at ba- functional at a basic level for yeah. quite a while because it would be a shame for that thing to go away.
0: Oh Yeah. Yeah, somebody, at, at the very end, somebody needs to just download and run their own Dream server at some point. Yep. Uh, that's, again, f- for those uh, looking, that's September 1st, 2023. As of today, all things change. Maybe they'll decide they're not doing it. Maybe there's going to be an uproar, and the Dreams community will make the Dream server in Dreams and uh, be also,
1: able to it. Also, that's like four months away.
0: Yeah. Saying that, and like, it's coming. Like, it's going to be here. Any it's minute. pretty soon. It's pretty soon. Is that it for the news? That sounds like it for the news. Mm-hmm. I think nice. that's the news. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it for the news. We have an email address, podcast at nextlander.com. That's podcast at nextlander.com, or you can send us your emails. Brad Shoemaker. any emails this week we want to dive into?
1: Um, sure.
0: What you got percolating up there in the old email coffee maker uh, Question analogy? From-
1: Hieronymus Josh from okay. Patreon. That's pretty good. Which, which thumb do you hit your spacebar with? Have you ever tried to switch to your non-dominant thumb? Uh, it is a thousand percent right thumb for me. Interesting.
2: Right I think I'm yeah. ambithumb thumbstress. Huh. Okay. It really is just like what was the last hand? Like what hand was I using to type the end of the last word? Hmm. And then uh, I know, just I just sort of flipped the thumb from there.
0: I'm miming the keyboard now. I feel like my th- Both thumbs are hitting at the same time as I'm like pantomiming typing, but I can't tell if that's real or not. I don't know if I would really do that. Maybe I lean
2: left thumb. I'm not sure, but I'm Mm. pretty sure I do both. Which shift key do you use? Uh, Left. Always left? Always left.
0: Left pinky? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Well, again, I don't need to use the pinky because again, I only type with my index fingers and thumbs. So I usually use my ring finger for the shift. That's so weird. Yeah, I'm a weird guy. I don't know uh, if that's ever come across in any of the content we've made, but I'm kind, I'm a bit of an odd duck.
0: Because you're also a pretty fast typer. Like, and uh, like, really you, loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are also a very loud typer. It's
2: not so much hund and peck as it is like bullets fucking, like ramming into a wall. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, uh-huh. I sat across from you <clears throat> at GameSpot. Yeah. And like, like, I can practically feel the
2: desk shaking. <laughs> I really wasn't trying to do it. I just don't know how to modulate it. It's like those people who can't stop yelling all the time.
0: Uh-huh. They don't know
2: how to modulate their voice. That's me with typing.
0: You're just playing drums on that keyboard. You're just, you're just banging away. Yeah. Brad, I'm, got, I'm, yeah I'm still
1: so not as good at numbers and symbols as I should be.
0: Mm, like memorize them on there?
1: Yeah, or more just can't touch type them quite as well as I would like. <clears throat>
0: I still get, I still get sometimes confused with the Commodore 64, uh, uh, alternate characters that are over the numbers, uh, versus modern keyboards. Uh, you got another email?
1: Um, yeah, we'll do a couple more here. It's one from Dylan Were we, this must've come up on one of our many, many podcasts about running for local governments, right?
0: Yes. Yes. We talked about that. That's the thing we said we
2: would never do.
1: Uh huh. I ran for city council in my somewhat small and pretty conservative town back in 2020. Non-affiliated position, so no letter next to my name or anything. And I wouldn't wish that on my enemies. People are crazy. Horrible, untrue things were claimed about me. What? And my my own family members just let them fly on their Facebook pages, and it was just (laughs) a miserable experience overall. I lost to a guy who was so fucking crazy, he got pressured to resign within three months. (laughs)
0: Listen, good people have to run for government. We we can't dissuade everybody. Why would you you ever want this? You will regret
1: it. Oh, man. Thanks. This has been a PSA from your friendly neighborhood PTSD sufferer caused (laughs) by public service.
0: Oh, man. We need good people in public service.
1: I've said it. So just say it again. The only people who should have political power don't want it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotta do the lottery. Boy. Okay. Brad. Another, um, as I scrapped my campaign for, for mayor, mayor,
1: Keegan from Philadelphia. I met an employee. Was this okay? This is from. Yes. Okay. I met an employee of Mr. Beast, and it was one of the weirdest social interactions I've ever had. Okay. Just pause the latest. Never been a better podcast to write this when you were talking about Mr. Beast's. A few months ago, shortly after Mr. Beast became a skin in Fortnite, I traveled to Asheville, I assume he means the one in North Carolina, for work. Uh, I was eating alone at a bar when a group came in and sat next to me, and a guy, uh, who I assumed was there with his girlfriend, started talking to me. He asked what I did, and then he said he worked for Mr. Beast. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I said, oh, he's killed me a few times in Fortnite. The guy seemed confused and said, oh, I'm surprised he even plays it, (laughs) which led to me trying to explain that it was a joke about the newly released skin. He then seemed to think I was a fan and proceeded to tell me uh, how long he had been working for Mr. Beast and that he was able to spend Mr. Beast's money freely because he had his credit card.
0: Okay, it sounds like a Mr. Beast thing. Uh Uh-huh.
1: I guess he was trying to impress me because he then pulled out three credit cards from his wallet. One with only Mr. Beast's name and two that had both his name and Mr. Beast's name. Uh, He continued to talk at me giving me unsolicited advice for starting a streamer career, saying you have to start on YouTube, bro. Twitch doesn't pay. Okay. Eventually, he must have gotten bored and went back to talking to the group he came in with. But it felt like I had freaky Friday'd my way into the shoes of a woman getting hit on by a random finance bro.
0: (laughs) Okay. It
2: does have that distinct flavor to it, yes.
1: P.S. The guy also told me face-to-face to subscribe to the channel so I could enter to win a Lamborghini. Aha! Uh-huh. I have never watched a Mr. Beast video, yet he still somehow found a way to tell me to like and subscribe.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mr. Beast truly a blessed very, thing. Very popular on YouTube and with the kids. I this is going back to the, the, the like and subscribe scam stuff. Over the last two years, I've gotten a lot of, um, Spam phone calls to my phone that say I have I came in second place on the Publishers Clearinghouse. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Publishers Clearinghouse, but apparently I have won second place quite often over the last two years, and that I need to call them back to claim my prize. This today, this morning, they have upped their game. The message I got was from someone at the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. No, no, sorry, FCC. I think it was FCC, maybe it was FTC, whatever it was, saying they are following up because of an unclaimed prize to this number. From the Publishers Clearing House from last year, from the uh, year ago, they need to follow up and make sure Publishers Clearing House is indeed giving out their prizes. And this number came up uh, as someone who has won a prize but unclaimed it. Please call us back at the uh, New York uh, FCC, FTC or FCC. I forget what they claimed. Uh, and I was like, "Damn, that's a that's a good one." Like you're yeah. you're doing some like good follow up. And it was like very monotone, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Sam Rockwell from the FCC, the New York chapter of the FCC. Over and we we're just calling up to do a follow up to make sure Publishers Clearinghouse is indeed. This number came up, and I was like, "Shit, this sounds like a board government employee." <laughs> um, I immediately so I I actually wrote down the number, then looked it up, and and was like, "Okay, no, this is actually part of a scam." Also, uh, because I was like, "That's fucking, that's a good one." Like, you're doing you're doing callbacks to other scams. Yeah. Like, wow. Man. Yeah, yeah, yes. Apple, so. Apple
1: didn't flag that one as scam. Likely,
0: I came to my home phone.
1: Okay. I oh, have, there's I your still, problem. I still, I still yep. have a
0: a you home phone. You got to get rid of that. What are we talking about? I'm going to get second pr- place on this uh-huh. uh, on this Publishers clearinghouse. There, I'm not going to lie. There was a minute because I was like, all oh, this Publishers clearinghouse scams. I got say you've won like two million dollars in your your thing. I was like, oh shit, did I really win two, <laughs> $2 million dollars? Oh please don't let. And then I looked up the like. Number and it was close enough to these other numbers that were in the same pool. That's like, no, these are all scam. I didn't win too many dollars.
1: Oh, society is going great,
0: yeah. Nor yeah. So, I, anyway, if I can get in touch with whoever emailed that, I need to get and subscribe so I can win a Lambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other emails or well, should hey, we? I, uh, oh, I, know, oh. I know
1: a YouTube channel you can subscribe to. Oh, I just need that Lambo, it's called
2: Next Lander. Uh huh, that's right, that's right. That's right. I will send you a picture of a Lamborghini. Will you? No. Okay, man. <laughs> I, uh, I Brad, might I might email you
0: one. We'll see. Do you want to? If you go take a picture of a Lamborghini, that would be worth it. You oh, it's go not going to be one that I
2: see. It's just going <laughs> to okay. be one that I find on Google image search. Okay. It's just going to be like uh, a fucking 30K
0: JPEG. <laughs> uh, Brad, any other emails you want to take? That's it. That's it. That's it. it Email addresses podcast at nextlander.com. Like and subscribe. Thank you very much. Uh, That is going to do it for our show this week. You can like and subscribe over at patreon.com slash nextlander where you can find a tier that is just right for you. Bunch of fun stuff going on over there, including the WatchCast where we are finishing up our video game month. Yes. Alex, with what? With what? We will be wrapping things up next week's show
2: uh, with Resident Evil. We just recorded that one, but right now Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and Super Mario Brothers are available uh, So, and, and Mortal Kombat is specifically available to
0: our $10 and up patrons, so go look for that. That is the WatchCast where we talk about the show we watched, not to be confused with any talking over the movie. No, that's something else. We plays. don't do that here. <laughs> Not yet. You never no. know. Um, so that, uh, you can go check that out. We got Never Been a Better Podcast. You might have caught that in the main feed last week. A bunch of those. I think there's over a dozen up. Uh, now You can go catch those over there. Of course, we got the Ramblecast, a the video version of that too, if you want, or the regular one, audio, a whole bunch of fun stuff. Patron Q&As, business going on there. And soon, if you're over in the uh, um, the mission control tier, I believe you'll be able to vote on a poll for our next group of watchings for the WatchCast. Yes.
2: That will be up Uh, shortly. Uh, We have four categories for you to
0: vote on, so uh, get on that. Get on that. There is one tier though, that gets their names read on this here podcast, the Mysterious Benefactors tier, and I am proud and honored to read those names to you today, starting with R.R.E. John Richardson, Vornak, Kelly F., James Smith, Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejke, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Hashtag Bunny Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Stetics, Andrew Jackson, Razgriz 2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R., Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Those are the Mysterious Benefactors for this week again. You can go check out Patreon.com/slash Nextlander. I want to thank all of our patrons for supporting us, keeping us going. People who are watching our movies over movies, I'll say it: movies, movies, movies. movies. I think Abby gave me a hard time when I said movie we YouTube make movies. movies. <laughs> we make move movies. Our YouTube movies, mm-hmm. and I think she called me old. Uh, you go watch our YouTube movies, and you can go over watch our channel, Mister our- Nextlander. <laughs> Our Twitch movies we put up. Uh-huh. They're, they're hilarious. are like subscribe. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> you will not win a Lamborghini. Uh, check them out. Thanks, everybody. Uh, going on Monday, we had our, our surviving over in uh, uh, Sons of the Forest. I, don't, I think I'm liking that game. I am, too. I,
2: like I, like yeah, I don't cool. like these kinds of games usually, <laughs> but I'm having a good time in this one.
0: You get to wear your weird skin suit and... Uh, that our, might be our, what uh, it is, actually, our, the thing that is making uh, me like it. Our fortress. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, this Thursday and this Friday, this Thursday we have a grab bag going on, and this Friday we're leaving things kind of open because it might be grab bag part two, or at least a little uh, potpourri of sorts. Yes. Got a lot of Friday releases coming out, and we certainly want to go see, or at least I want to go check out Brad wandering through a path traced cyberpunk. So look for that stuff on Thursday and Friday at the Ramblecast, got the Watchcast.
1: No more more exciting stream content than some side-by-side still comparisons of an alleyway.
0: Yes. You know I love it. You know I love it. Uh, Go check check all that stuff out. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Brad Shoemaker. Thank you, Alex Navarro. We will be back with another Next Lender podcast next week.